This Friday marks this year's Veterans Day. We want to take this opportunity to thank the brave men and women who have served our country. We also want to acknowledge those who pay the ultimate price while serving. Take a moment this week and thank a veteran and enjoy the episode. Are you an investigative professional? Did you know you can find the best private investigator resources using investigatorstoolbox.com? This resource community was built exclusively for licensed investigators and investigative professionals. You can network directly with members, educate yourself through free webinars and blogs, and even create your own customizable research library. Membership starts for as little as 49 cents a day. Download the Investigators Toolbox app or visit our webpage at www.investigators-toolbox.com. You guys have been hearing uh, for a long time about how much I love Cross Tracks, but now you're going to hear from somebody else. So we got George Gerges here. George is a member and a user of Cross Tracks. George, tell me real quickly what you love about Cross Tracks. The simplicity of using it and the ability to customize everything that you could do with Cross Tracks is awesome. It actually allowed me to take the way that I do my business and implement it into their system. And not only am I able to manage 10 or 15 cases, I'm able to manage 50 to 100 cases with the same effort. Fantastic. So Crosstracks, um, the case management system, they are SOC 2 certified. Basically, that's an encryption, really an upgrade. They're the only ones out there that are doing it. So please support this great sponsor that supports our show. Uh, check them out. The links are in the show notes. Crosstracks, if you're an investigator, you should be using them today. Welcome to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. We're back to our regular format this week. Today, Remy Kalassian will discuss investigations in Canada and crossing the border during the course of an investigation. Remy's based out of Quebec and owns VIP Investigations. Please welcome Remy and your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. And welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. We are back with brand new episodes. Uh, I am really honored and excited to have my friend who I uh, was hanging out in Aruba uh, a month or two ago, uh, Remy uh, Kalassian. Welcome to the program. How are you? Thank you, Matt. Very well. How are you? Good, good, good. I got a little nervous with your name. <laughs> I wanted to get it right. <laughs> Just call me Remy. We'll keep Remy. It everybody knows you That's as Remy, right? If you're in you the industry, Remy from Canada, uh, you know who you are. So um, uh, we were we were hanging out in Aruba at WAD. And uh, man, what a great time, what a great conference. And uh, I keep telling people this, like to meet investigators all over the world who do the same things that we do, it's just, it's fascinating. And I seem to be uh, hammering down on that with guests too, because I just, it fascinates me to be able to to talk about doing investigative work um, in in other countries. So you are in Canada and uh, you're in the province of Quebec. So tell me a little bit about your background, how you got into the business and, and what exactly you're doing these days. Sure, my pleasure. The famous question that everybody loves to answer, you know, talk talk about yourself, no problem. That's the best one. So uh, 25 years ago, I had started in the security investigation field, and then I worked for a lawyer, and he then turned around and said, I need an in-house detective. So I became his in-house detective, but from him, I got more clients, and I worked my way up. Obviously, back then, in, in Quebec, when I started in 94, there was no training. And believe it or not, the training just started in 2011. So, right. which is 
you know, not, it's not, not that far, let's just say. So now people who wants to become an investigator, they have to take classes, so on and so forth. But back then was just, uh, you know what, do what you can. And that's pretty much what I did and worked my way up. And it's extremely hard when you don't have anybody that's going to help you out. Right. Uh, now you have the internet. Of course, you could always Google it. But there's always that, which is a plus compared to what we had before. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, and here I, think, I, am. I think also um, like the different associations, maybe there weren't quite as many. Um, the, def the network definitely wasn't you know, where it is right now, as far as the accessibility to jump on a call like we're doing or, or you know, to, um, you know, just chat with one another via email back and forth about uh, cases and things. So technology's definitely made that a bit easier, right? It, indeed, indeed it did. Before it was more like uh, word to mouth and it just, it was like the people you know. And and I'm, I'm always grateful, actually, would you believe it? It was Felonine uh, Johnson from, from, from UK. And uh, they were coming to, to Montreal. They said, we want to meet a private investigator. I said, well, okay, I'm free. I'm here, you know, whatever. So I remember meeting them between like two surveillance back then while I was working. And they had strongly suggested, you know, you have to go to these conferences. Yeah. And uh, and I went to the Jimmy Messis conference, the, the big first, first one, the big one in Las Vegas. Right. And from then on, it was just, uh, it was just great, you know, being part of the association, WAD and Telnet. And uh, presently the uh, executive assistant director of Intelnet. So that's, uh, that's a big leap from where it's I was. A huge honor, man. Yeah. And it's a great organization and uh, yeah, you're, you're all, always getting the word out and uh, you know, getting ready for the conferences that take place every year. And uh, what I like about Intelnet, it does pop around to all different cities and uh, there's rumors, different countries maybe coming soon. They, right? we're, we're hitting it right now for Intelnet. We're going more international. Uh, now, 2023, it's going to be in Orlando, but 2024 is going to be in Ireland. So uh, we are hitting the international level a bit more than what we had before. So Right. That's great. Yeah. And we were talking before we got online, right? Any excuse to travel <laughs> to any of these cities that uh, you well, you, you Anything is good when you kill, you know, two birds with one stone. I mean, you, yes, you're traveling. Yes, you're meeting great people. Uh, I think that's just priceless. Yeah. And for those of you that are watching this on YouTube, you, you see Remy's background is, is actually the beach that we were on in Aruba. So the second I saw it, I started having flashbacks, <laughs> remembering everybody that was there and what was going on. You, you had great flashback actually. So yeah, it's true. It was, it was a great time. Uh, you know, WAD also, it's uh, it was like a big family. It was, yeah. it was a great conference actually. And you know what? It's also, it doesn't make a difference. It was the, I'm not mistaken it's the first conference right after covid so it's live one yeah yep yeah correct yeah so it was great seeing everybody and like i said like meeting folks from all different countries was uh it was impressive i feel like you got the wrong picture though you, you should like swap it around to the sunset pictures man because the sunsets there were ridiculous just uh what a beautiful country you're right i did not well i'll, I'll switch around so you that means that you have to invite me a second time <laughs> yeah, there we I'm, go i'm, I'm gonna uh, Matt, I'm going to board the investigators again for the second time. So they're like, oh, my God, no, not him again. But okay, I'll watch the picture, the sunset for Aruba. It is beautiful. Indeed, it was. Yeah, I love having investigators on from Canada because hats off to you, man, because it's so hard to do investigative work in Canada. The restrictions are they're kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's really getting work done uh, and getting information, you know, is uh, is difficult. And, and 
you know, that's why I wanted to have you on here today, because I wanted to talk a little bit about that. I wanted to talk about the scenarios of, you know, United States investigations that end up in Canada or Canadian investigations that end up in the United States. And, and what does that look like? And, you know, how do we all go hand in hand in that? And we're going to jump into into that topic in a, in a little bit, a little bit later. But um, so VIP Investigations is your company. You're based out of Quebec. Um, what is, what, what's your typical caseload? What would you say like the specialty of your business is? Well, I did a lot of surveillance and uh, during that time I did a lot of TSCM. Now I'm doing more TSCM and I have my guys doing the surveillance and if we're stuck, of course, as usual, short staff or whatever you want to call it, uh, then I just jump in and do surveillance like what I used to do before. And I like to teach also if possible. Right. And I am this, I'm not a big agency, Matt. And yeah. uh, I think, the most uh, I'm the one who takes the most intern coming out of the school actually, so uh, right now I have three with me training, so that's uh, that's a plus. And you know it's, it's a way of giving back. I think yeah. That's what's important. If I I'm not going to die with my knowledge, I want to help people out there. I definitely, but definitely don't want people to go through what I went through. What I had a really hard time learning it, and yeah. and uh, so I want to give them a heads up. You see, I was fortunate, man. I, I had a guy who I worked with. Um, my first job out of college that uh, he left that job and I actually took his place. And, you know, I'm, I kind of rose myself up through that company as he worked for a different company and then eventually started his own PI business. So when I had the opportunity to become a PI for an attorney kind of in-house, right. Similar story. Right. right? And um, you know, to be his in-house guy, I had no idea what I was doing. So like I called up my friend, I said, Hey, I need to shadow you for a couple of days. And what's funny is the name of his company was shadow investigation. So, um, you know, we, we were there doing it and, uh, you know, at one point I, I even told myself, I was like, should I be working for this guy and, and, and not the attorney? Like maybe I'm working in the wrong place. Um, but listen, everything works for a reason. I, I was work with that attorney for about four years and then you know, decided to start my own thing. And, and this year's my, my 18th year, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would have never thought that, uh, you know, I'd, I'd still be going at this capacity and, and, and growing my business the way it, it was. I don't know how you were. You, you said you, you have a small business, but for me, I would always go around saying, I'm not going to be this big old business. I'm just going to be boutique. But uh, as much as I wanted to keep it that way, you know, when you start having financial obligations, you know, i.e. kids, college, you know, you want to buy a home, you know, things cost money here. So it's like, okay, we've got to build a business up a little bit. And, um, you know, you, you end up uh, building out a business. So h- how many people work with you? I got seven. So uh, people do different things, surveillance research. Right. And of course, TSCM, I'm the only one. Uh, right. I hooked up with somebody else, of course, and he's giving me a hand also when I need it. If it's a big, uh, big place, obviously. So then we become like two people doing it. Sure. Is there a lot of travel with that, the, the TSCM? TSCM, yeah, there is. Indeed. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much, uh, TSCM is uh, definitely, you need to try. I'm, I'm, I'm hopping all over Quebec. And uh, so, I mean, it's, it's uh, it, it, there's a lot of traveling involved when it comes to TSCM. And there's yeah, a lot of demand. You got to stay on top of the training. You got to get the equipment. There's, there's a big commitment to that for sure. It's it's because not everyone wants to get the training and equipment and you got to like what you're doing, of course, like in anything in life. And and you know what? My hat's off to you. I mean, we seem to have, as we spoke also in, in, in Aruba, we seem to have same background that the big advantage you had is you had somebody to, to shadow, like you said, 
you know, back then, unfortunately, I, I did not. So I did not have anybody. So I have to learn it the hard way, which is good. Anything is good. You do have an advantage because I had to turn when I started back then, uh, 25 years ago, I, I had to turn uh, to U.S. for my, my classes because, right. you know, God forbid here, if there's anybody who's going to pass on their knowledge or is going to help you out. It was very, like, restrictive. I, of course, we're talking about, you know, 94, 2000. Again, it's different right now, like you said, with the the, the internet and yeah, I mean, there was there was a shift in ideology maybe about seven years ago, where folks just said, you know, enough is enough of me keeping everything to myself, and you know, I want to teach people how to do this. I, I think some people saw dollar signs said, hey, I can make a buck, you know, if I train people. Um, so I think that that helped it. The ability to train people without going anywhere, right? Online classes, things of that nature that kind of pushed that idea forward as well, where it was just easier um, to do things. And, you know, I, I come from a background of, of teachers, like my parents were teachers. So like, I'm, I'm naturally like, I, I have that, I want to show you how to do something or I want to, you know, I want to mentor or, or, or guide you, um, which is, you know, it's, it's great. I love it. It's my passion. I like, I'm, I like being known as the bridge guy, like getting people together, either teaching people how to do things or, or connecting people to, to, to get things done. Indeed, same here. Uh, well, not teacher's background, of course, but I like to, you know, pass on my knowledge. The thing is, unfortunately, a lot of people are not uh, there, you know, to do that. And that's the sad part. But, if, you know, again, those people are, uh, you know, they're there, they'll do whatever they want to do. It's fine. You know, it's up to us to hang out with the proper person, the one that fits our, our call it, let's call it personality. You know? Sure. And that's why, and it's always a mindset that comes in. And that's why I love about like investigation. It's not just investigation. It's all the mindset uh, behind it. Like you asked me a question before you said, well, you guys have it hard up here. Well, yes and no. And I give you a few examples, but this is, I, I think this is the core of the interview right now, Matt is, and especially my, 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 my message to the, to investigators from us mm -hmm. or even uh, maybe even Europe is well, first thing is first, what's important to, to remember, Canada is big and Canada works province by province, unlike the U.S. where you guys have a database. Right. So as I was telling you, when I get an email uh, from somebody, uh, we have a background in Canada. How much? How long? It's like, okay, right, how well, quickly? How, how much and how quickly, right? How much and how quickly? Well, well, first of all, I need details. What in, what, uh, you know, where in Canada? What information do you have? What would you like to know? What is the reason? That's the most important thing that people put aside. What's the reason of the of the search? And and often, and of course, often I get uh, the request from uh, Florida, where there's let's say a hit and run, and they say, okay, I will have a license plate. And in Quebec, license plates. Well, pretty much everywhere in Canada, actually, I should say. And Ontario, Ontario was the only one that was doing the license plate. And if I'm not mistaken, they have right stopped it. It's been okay. a while now that it's become very strict, you know, when it, when it comes to that. But if you're calling me, if you're a law firm, you're calling me for a hit and run and you got a license plate, well, just it's a police report. You have it for free. Actually, it's even better. <laughs> you got your service for free because you don't need me. You're going to make a police report and the police will, will take care of that. It just right. may be more paperwork, more headache than just serving the guy at home because we can't pull the information on a license plate. That's that's the way it goes. So how does service work up there? Do they have like Royal Mounted Police that do it for you or are there actual process servers? Okay, so Quebec, 
uh, as I say it as a joke there, of course, we're like the black sheep of Canada. <laughs> so, but, but we're like, beautiful. First of all, we have bail. We, we, we got bailiffs. So anywhere else you can do process serving. And, and I think you had asked me that question a couple of weeks ago. I, no, actually this week I, I emailed you. It was this week. That's it. And, and the thing is with the, with the process serving, we, we like, I cannot go uh, serve a paper in, in Quebec. I'm not allowed. The bailiffs do that here. So they'll be taking their job. So it's not like legit, right. but I know in Ontario they do it. And if I'm not mistaken, in other provinces, they do it also. So uh, that's the only thing. So we just work a little bit differently. But again, it's not the end of the world. You just have to hire a bailiff. And, and a guy like me, if I had the knowledge, I'm going to tell you, well, look, you're in Montreal. I can't serve it, but here's a bailiff uh, a number, which I have, which I worked with these bailiffs before. Right. Uh, and I just give that number to you and you just deal with them directly. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's one way to get it done. Right. As long as it get done, gets done right. That's all that matters. <laughs> well, one way or another. See, the thing, well, yeah. The thing is this, Matt, there's always, always a way to work the file, but again, it's never one point. You know, it's not like, uh, here's the information. I want this. Well, no, wait a minute. What's the context? What's the reason? What's the budget? Well, I can't get it to you like this because it's not legal. But right. guess what? I could do an infiltration, become friend with the guy. But yes, now it's becoming like much more complex. Obviously, it's not something I'm going to get in in in, in one day. It sounds like a, a lot of loonies and toonies. Indeed, it does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, does. It, it does. It totally adds up. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, listen, it, it, we we have the same thing here, right? You, people have an expectation for a service. I I, I have it. I'll give you an example. So I had a, a case this past week where somebody had lost their client. And we were able to to find out that the client was deceased, like they had an, an overdose. I mean, it's a terrible thing, really sad story. Heroin, you know, heroin sucks. So, you know, it, this guy lost his life. And so we did that aspect of the investigation. Then it was next of kin research and all that. And they're starting to ask us to find the, like, we needed to figure out the exact date of death. We needed to get some real sensitive information with regards to the file. And I happen to have contacts and contacts were able to like help me out. And um, like we hit a home run. I mean, I had got access to information that is, is very hard to get a hold of. Right. And it, it gave closure and understanding to the client, like, okay, this is the direction we need to go in. So I, I submit my bill to them. Yeah. You know, and this is probably like the third invoice. You know, they'd already paid uh, a bit for a while. And the guy calls me up. He says, Hey, uh, wow, man, this is like, it's pretty steep. Like you, was this a mistake? Like, no, it wasn't a mistake. You asked us to do further work on it. You know, I got you very sensitive information and that costs money. Like I got to pay you <laughs> like this person's going to pay that person. That person's going to pay this person. Everyone's going to eat all of this thing. So, you know, when they, they say like, can you adjust your bill? No, I can't adjust my bill. <laughs> like you, you knew going in, it was going to be this. And, and it, that, that was the way I framed it to them too. Along the way, like we hit this point, it's going to cost this bunch to, to continue to do this and do that. And that's really important to do. And I think that's probably really important with, with Canadian work as well, right? Being able to frame it like that. And, uh, you know, so people understand the amount of research that may be involved in doing what you're doing, right? C correct, Matt. And I'm happy you, you said that because I think I'm going to sum, sum that up with one word. And that's like my top favorite word, proactive. And I tell that to people all the time. I teach my investigators, you know, when they're doing surveillance, you need to be proactive. It's proactive visualization. And, and of course, common sense comes into, comes into it too, right? Right. I don't call uh, somebody in Europe uh, when it's Friday night at, I don't know, uh, six o'clock here for him to do a job on Saturday morning. 
because it's like midnight there. He might not even pick up the phone. Yeah. So just common sense, being proactive, that's what it's called. And if you're proactive and if you guide a client, and I've always done it since I've done business, I've always done that. I've always guided my clients from A to Z. Therefore, they can never turn around and tell you, yeah, but you didn't tell me that. You're the professional. How come you didn't tell me that? And that's that's how it is. I, I think uh, Phil and Yin, like their, their number one gripe, if you ever do an interview with them, and I love those guys. They're, they're awesome. <laughs> but the, uh, the after-hour emails, <laughs> like, like you're really... You, you're just really bothered by like, Hey, like we're in the UK or, or, you know, we're in Portugal. Like our, our time is different. Like, I hope you understand that, that I'm not going to call you like right away. Uh, indeed. indeed. But I, I got some friends over there though, man. I was like, I'll text them and they'll get me back. Like, um, th there's a guy from conflict, uh, a guy named Angela who was, uh, with us in, in Aruba. <laughs> and I get, I get, uh, WhatsApp messages from this guy at like, the craziest of hours i'm just like when do you sleep man like, what are you doing <laughs> that's true well there, there are those people that will have you know their phone beside it not with the technology of course will have the phone beside it and as soon as they hear a ding they, they look yeah. up and they do it which is fine i got i got no problem with it but the thing is this and i come back to my famous proactive uh, uh saying so if an investigator from us calls us for research on a friday well we might not be able to do it because of certain researches, well, I might not be able to do a, on, on a Saturday. I mean, the courts are closed on Saturday, Sunday. Right, right. So right off the bat, I might not be able to do it. So therefore, uh, you know, it's, it is uh, what it is. I, you gotta wait till Monday. Yeah, well, well, that's it. We do what we can. I mean, we do have some dat database here. Don't get me wrong, but we, we go to the court also. The database will give you a basic idea, but I'm not done my job 100%. Let me just, right. you know, finish it 100%. But I could give you some feedback, which is fine. Right. No problem right there. Right. right. Uh, so uh, speaking of being proactive, we're going to proactively take a break here <laughs> for the sponsors. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hear from them. Then we come back, we're going to keep, um, you know, diving down into this topic because I, I think we're, we're starting to talk a little bit about, you know, what, what it's like to do business in, in uh, other countries and having that crossover, I think is really cool. So everybody sit tight and uh, we will be right back. Check out the PI Institute of Education at PIinstitute.com. Since 1989, Kelly Riddle has been teaching on subjects such as surveillance, nursing home investigations, insurance fraud, domestic investigations, hidden assets, and accident scene investigations. The PI Institute of Education is a featured learning partner in the investigatorstoolbox.com. So check out the free content on the site, then visit the Institute for more great savings on additional classes. Are you a member of NCISS? Do you know what this great organization does? The National Council of Investigation and Security Services was formed in 1975 to keep a watchful eye on legislation that affects our industry. Now more than ever, there are data privacy and DMV issues popping up all over the country. Consider joining and supporting this much needed watchdog for our industry. Learn more at NCISS.org. Are you an investigative professional with an international problem you can't solve? Conflict International has the knowledge and relationships to jump in for you. We compensate investigators for referring cases to our office. Contact us today for details. Conflict International uses insight, intelligence, investigation, risk management, and strategic solutions to solve problems troubling individuals and companies of all kinds anywhere around the world. 
Whether you're planning to hire a person to a position of trust, carry out due diligence on a company, trace hidden assets, or require skilled boots on the ground, Conflict International investigators can seamlessly pursue a case across borders, offering a truly global solution. Find out about our extensive range of services at conflictinternational.com. Conflict International, global reach, international knowledge. Look out for the latest issue of PI Magazine, available online or via hard copy. Visit pimagazine.com to learn more. And welcome back to PI Perspective. This is Matt Sperry, your host. We are back here with Remy Kalassian. Remy, welcome back to the program. Thank you. And I forgot to mention you before. Thanks for having me on your program. Oh. It's, uh, it's, I'm honored. Of course, man. We, we've been talking about this since Arua. Tell me about it. Come hang out, right? Uh, VIP Investigations is your business. You're... You're in Quebec, and before we took a break, we were talking about how the differences um, in Canada and the United States, right? So United States, we have states, but we have this national databases that we have access to, right? Uh, Canada is a little bit different. You're broken down into provinces, and what one province has, the other one may not have. Um, so it becomes a little more difficult um, in trying to get information, right? Not, not necessarily. If, if somebody wants to do... Uh, uh, something they're going to do it. It's nothing is complex because, well, it's it might be complex for you because, yeah, you guys have the database, so you just type it in and it pops up perfect. Well, here you got to just going to be more. So when you write that email to us, so when you say I want a background check in Canada, how much, how long? Well, first I need to know where in Canada. Number two, define background because background doesn't tell me anything. You know, that's like right. like the example I was giving you. You know, I call a general contractor on a on a Sunday night and go, uh, yeah, I, I want to renovate my house. Hey, how much you charge? Hey, can you start tomorrow? Like, what am I renovating? What am I doing? What's your budget? What is your need? So when you say background, say, well, this is what I have and this is what I want. So they are, and, and again, I come back also to my proactive, being proactive is because some provinces, there's several courts that they got to go. Right. So if you, if you ask for like a civil and criminal check, well, you need to have proper information and things might take longer. Right. It's in not just criminal, one place. You got to go to a couple of different courts, right? A couple of different courts. In Quebec, it's not so bad, by the way. It's not so bad. I'm only going to do one court. But in other provinces, it could be several different places that you might go. That could be the little counties and all that. Now here, what happens though, it's, uh, so we got to go and do the verification, but for example, when it comes to civil search and you got a name like John Smith, now, whether you have the date of birth, the address and all that, well, the civil search becomes extremely hard because I'm going to have a lot of that name. It's a common name, okay, right. uh, regardless of what it is. If it's a common name, I'm going to have a lot. Even so in Quebec, it's not, not Le Smith. <laughs> this is not more. Le, Le, Le Smith, yeah, Le Smith. <laughs> Here it's Tremblay, actually. I'm sorry. Uh, it's, it's Tremblay, Dubé, or... Or even you, you know what? Uh, I mean, we have, let's say you have uh, what what can you, you have Nguyen as a Vietnamese yeah. name, which is very common. So if you don't have the proper spelling, and that's where that's where it becomes much harder and it takes a bit longer. But at the end of the day, we always manage. When you call us, we'll manage to do something. But I expect again, just like I expect the investigator to be like a a filter between uh, the client and me because. Yeah just like I am with you guys. If somebody calls me, says I want this from the U S and I know that it can't be done, you know, uh, 
then it's it's I'm not going to, I'm not even going to bother it, calling it. It's a it's a just a matter of managing expectations, right? Asking the right, right. questions when the intake comes in, or, or or discussing expectations with your own you know investigator client, right? If they're subbing work out to you. You know they, they need to understand how things operate there i i do have a question i was wondering in, in the in the courts in quebec is everything in english or, or some court documents in french like what's what's Good the question it's all, it's all it's all in french so you so when you guys call us i'm going to send you a document in french and you're stuck learning french now really so there you go it's going to be your third language oh man are, are you are you kidding me or is this true <laughs> <laughs> no 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 it's true but i'm joking it's yeah. uh no in the documents would be well, you're going to have mainly French, okay? Except if you ask for, so let's say you ask me for a criminal. Let's go with a criminal, okay? You ask me for a criminal, but I want to see if this so-and-so has a criminal record. So I'll do like a general verification, which is, you know, fairly fast, actually. It's what, say, uh, one to three day of, one to three working days, let's say. Right. I could do that. So if, then I'll be able to tell you, okay, he has a criminal record. That little, this will be a little paper. Which will be obviously in French, uh, but I would say uh, criminal code. Let's say uh, so and so, and then you just you can look up criminal code, uh, whatever it is. What is it for? Oh, it's drugs, or it's uh, uh, selling drugs, or assault, or you know whatever it is. So now, now you have an idea of what the individual is. Now, if you turn around and say, "Well, I want more details on that," then that's like a you're looking at a full day trip to. Uh, to the courthouse where I'm going to pull the file. Now, is that file in English? It could be in English. It could be in French, depending on the person. So you really need to speak those languages to, to operate, right? Can't be just be in Quebec, you cannot get away. Well, you could, well, yeah. Listen, does it hurt to learn a language? I mean, <laughs> between me and you, I love languages. I mean, if I could yeah. speak, you know, 10, I'd be grateful, you know? So I, I remember being a little kid going to Quebec and that's the only time I've been there. I think it was like 12, 13 years old. And being in the restaurants, it's like we we had to order our food in in French. You know, it's like you know, and, and we knew it going in. Like you're going to Quebec, that's it. You got to speak French. You, you know, there's no English there. A, a lot of people speak English here. You should not have a problem. We'll make the effort, especially. But there's some of those people, and there was a lot of tension between the languages. And I'm going into politics right now. I'm talking in the eighties. Yeah, I mean, this was a long time ago. So. Yeah, that's it. So you have some hard people would tell the other people. You know, somebody would say, uh, they would tell them, well, you're in Quebec, speak French. Right. The problem with that is I would reply to them. I would say, well, look, you got to be careful. What if the person is a U.S. tourist? Right. You can tell the U.S. So, guy. To so what do you do when you have a case that's on the border and you're, let's say you're doing a surveillance, you know, the person you're tailing um, is now crossing the border into U.S. Is there a protocol on that? How does that work? No, we. but you need to have, and actually it's funny you mentioned that, we had a, a, a very bad uh, turnout on a file where the individual was coming in from, uh, uh, from Vermont. Uh, it was a, like a bachelor party and it was going at a, a place. Now, the thing is, we're only two investigators doing the surveillance. Of course, I learned that there's also six border crossing in well. a small, obviously, so that didn't help, but that's that's fine. So far, so good. It's okay. Uh, we could only we only covered the two main ones. We had no choice. Right. Uh, where the problem was in that file, and and you need absolute great communication with the other investigator because the client had hired an investigator over there, mm -hmm. and it was to the investigator to give us saying, okay, he's crossing, let's say, there, you know, and to give us actually, believe it or not, a proper license plate, which 
at the end of the day, we did not have the proper license plate. But, and again, I come back to my famous word, proactive. I was there. We saw the vehicle. Didn't have the license plate that gave it, that, that, that the other investigator gave us, but it was from Vermont. And it was the only one from Vermont. So we had our eye over there. You got a decision to make. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 I had my eyes on, on that yeah. vehicle. Yeah. Most likely that. And then we finally spotted him at the, whatever he was going to the camp there, whatever it was there. So we spotted him. Did you breathe so and go, we, did you like sigh out and go, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just a, you know, it's a basic, believe it or not, it's a basic thing. Just give me the, the, the proper license plate. I don't know why I didn't get the right license plate, but regardless, but, but in every, as usual in investigation, the conclusion is that everything turns out well. We'll have some bumps on the road, but at the end we'll always get turn. Everything will turn well. Right. Have you had situations where people that you were following were, were going the opposite direction where we're heading to the uh, States or no? I, I did not. I know my guys had it and some of my guys are, are more prepared. They'll have their passports with them at all, at all times. So in case they have to cross the U S border, well, back then we didn't need passport. Actually the passport has changed because back then it was just a driver's license. You were good to go. And after that, of course they changed that law. You absolutely need a passport now to get into us by car. Right. Um, so they'll have it. The problem we have, the reality is that if I'm following somebody in, uh, whatever, if they're going to us, cause we don't know where they're working, for example, and, and we find out they're truck drivers and while they went to us, well, it's 50 50. Cause when you come to us customs, well, if you're two guys following him and you got walkie talkies, doesn't look good at the custom, you know, and you're going to, you're going to have my cash. You know? Yeah. Exactly. So, I would say, I usually tell, if I were to do that, <clears throat> I would say, look, I'm following the individual. I'm this, I'm an investigator. I'm just going to follow him for a certain amount of time until I find one that's going to come and replace me right. in, in the U.S. Right. Uh, now, is the custom border going to let me in? Again, it's 50-50. It depends. Right. I'm in his mercy. So, What would you say would be the number one mistake that a, an investigator from outside Canada makes when they're contacting you to, to do some services? I'm not taking my advice, <laughs> not that. But, but, right? <laughs> but, but yeah, but, but, but it hasn't happened to be yeah. honest with you. I mean, I, I guide them from A to Z and, and people are very receptive. They, they listen to it. You know, I take my time if need be, like I said, a famous email, you know, I'm going to write back and say, well, we're in Canada. What do you have? What is the reason? What would you like to know? And you know, that's it. And I write back. So, so no, but there, there have been, you know, I haven't had any, honestly, no, there's no mistake. There's just uh you know, because we we are in 2022, Matt. So everybody wants the things done fast. Right. You know, there's Google. People think they're going to type into Google. And like I tell my clients, the uh, invisible camera that all humans have over their head, they're going to pop up magically. And we're going to say, Matt, what was he doing on the 15th of October at 1.30? Oh, okay. It doesn't work that way. You know, it takes time, obviously. But no, most of the time I haven't had any, any problems. Actually, I've never had any problems, to be honest with you, uh, Matt, yeah. with anybody. Right. Well, that, that, that's good. Um, yeah. And um, would you say that um, when you're contacting out of states, most of the time, is it for surveillance type work or is it more research or a good balance of the both? It, it's both. It's both. I got people going to U.S. Uh, uh, coordinating the U.S. is a bit hard when, but again, it, it's investigation, right? We want to build an investigation. Once we were following a, well, we we're following the person to see where he's working only to realize that he was going to U.S., but he was taking his vehicle. So now we have a problem. Okay. So then we have to, obviously we have to 
Well, we dropped it. You know, we didn't go because we didn't have our passports whatsoever. But then what we had to do is um, then the next time we're going to have to go again, see what border is he crossing from. He's always going to the same place and then get the investigators accordingly and wait for on the other side. Right. I've had, I had a similar situation, but in, in counties in New York where I had somebody who they were driving one of these uh, motorized scooters, <clears throat> excuse me. And they were, they were driving a, a motorized, motorized scooter and they weren't supposed to get in the bike lane, but they did. <laughs> and we lost them and they went into Manhattan and they were gone. So the next day the guy did the same thing. And I just had a team on the other side, you know, with a motorized scooter to follow the guy wherever he went. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history. We, we were able to figure that's out what it, it worked. So, correct. And we always come back to the same thing. It, it, that's where you we're doing an investigation. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So sometimes it happens, and you're going to adjust to the situation. Actually, you said that I had that too. I was following. Uh, we we're supposed to find out where the kid is going to school. So we're following the school bus, but of course at eight a.m., school bus they have their lane. So. So yeah. we're like, okay, we have to readjust. Obviously, you know, it's it's uh, they have the reserve lane, and they took the reserve lane out. So you didn't rent a school bus to follow them. What's that? Day? You didn't rent a school bus to follow them the next day. No, but one of my investigators did rent a plane because the individual they were following was on a workers' compensation, was a bit on a bit aware. So what yeah. they did is they figured it out, and then they timed it with the with the plane. We said, okay. When it's ready so then the plane took over it took about like five minutes of following in a car and then the plane took over my guy like backed off and the plane went into the woods uh, sorry not the plane uh the car went into the woods and from there they were able to take pictures from the plane him cutting chopping woods and wow. doing stuff where he said that his back was hurting but correct but if you need to take measures we need to take measures and as long as clients are aware of it right. then we're good to go what's the policy on drones in canada Zero. Forget the drones. There's no no yeah, drones. Yeah. You can't. It's it's, 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 uh, it's terrible. I don't. We're, we fall in the bottom of the of the list when it comes to drones and and surveillance. Because as much as it's, it's interesting to be able to do surveillance with the drone, that'll be great. No more losing the guy whatsoever. But but you can't do that. So I do have a drone operator, by the way. Uh, that's uh, but. He is limited. He would tell me, he goes, look, he goes, you want to know if this subject, let's say he's on the, we know that the apartment is, I don't know, at 1001, on 10th floor. So you could have a drone shoot up, take a picture and come down. And we're talking about a small drone here, by the way. Right. And we're not talking about right in front of the window either. We could talk far and he could take a great picture, which is okay. But at the end of the day, what do I know if he's there, he's not there. You get it, you don't get it. It's still 50-50. The guy has to have the curtains open. We have to get yeah. a picture. There's an expectation of privacy too. You got to be careful on that. Right. You know, and, and then, and then I'm still going to be downstairs. anyway. I still have to sit down because just because you, you put the drone up and you looked in that through the window, but you didn't see him while well, the drone is not lingering there for like hours end. Right. So it's going to come down. So we still not confirm. Maybe the guy's in the bathroom or is in the bedroom or I don't know what. So right. it's at the end of the day, I think in any investigation, what if it's, surveillance is the fastest way to get information technology is nice it could give us a hand but it can only do so much and it's always case by case so right. no i think that that's a good point man and that, that that's a good way to wind this down right you sure know, information is 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 good but surveillance is king right on, on developing uh info 
Um, so how, how do folks get a hold of you if they uh, had questions or um, wanted to have something done in, in Quebec? Uh, sorry, how's the what? How do people get a hold of you? What's your email? What's email, your... my phone, email, yeah. phone. If it's urgent, I, I mean, again, you should know if something is urgent, like give a call. And I always tell my investigator, let's say you're on a case, you're doing surveillance, and uh, I might be busy. So I see your number, I'm not going to take it. Uh, but if something happened, call me back to back twice. Like call me and then yeah. I don't take it and call me again. Then they know that if you call me back to back, it's, it's emergency. Uh, same thing goes if they're doing a surveillance like late at night and I'm asleep. Well, I have my phone with me and I'll tell them, I say, look, if anything comes up, call me back to back and I'll, I'll get up, I'll wake up and I'll, right. I'll take the phone. Right. So that's the life that we live, right? <laughs> you always got to be. That's, that's investigation. It, it's, it's understandable. It's not, it's not a, you know what it is, Matt? I always like to talk. I always like to say things as is. I don't like the sugar coat. And I had that comment done to me, actually. He goes, well, I like you because from another investigator from, from Ontario, actually, he said, he said, I like you because you don't, you don't sugarcoat. I lost the guy. I'm following the guy. I lost him. And that's a story. I'm stopping. I'll take it tomorrow. Yeah, that's that, it. Yeah. I'm not going to sugarcoat that he got caught on a red light and he was there and he turned around and it, look, I lost him. I had yeah. that story. We'll take him tomorrow. Yes, yeah, the tagline in my business, right? Get results, not, not excuses. Um, yeah. I hate that. Hey, when, when, you know, you're trying to get something done and so yeah, well, we would have got this or this could have happened or this happened. Yeah. And, and then, you know, there are times where we make a mistake or mess up or whatever, and that's, you just own it. You know, it's, it's just the best way to do it, but that's another story for another day. So <laughs> we're going to wind down here. Uh, Remy, thank you so much for coming on. It was great having you and, thank uh, you. bring in the perspective from up North and, uh, you know, it's great. So I'm sure we'll have you on again at some point. Thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll catch everybody next week on the next episode. Take care. Thank you, Remy, for jumping on for this great discussion. Also, special thanks to Crosstracks, PI Institute of Education, Conflict International, and NCISS for sponsoring the show. So please support our great supporters. Have you thought about joining Investigators Toolbox? Now's the time to get on board and join the fastest growing digital community for investigative professionals. Use code PIP 201836 and save 10% when you join. If you have a question or a comment about the show, email Matt at Matthew S at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We like your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. And we'll be back next week with a new show. So please make sure you tune in and stay safe out there.